it's of infinite value infinite worth yeah. you know it's it, it's not t a temporal thing where gold is going to pass away silver is going to pass away but the word of god is not going to pass away Hello again, this is uh, Andy Burak. And this is Derek Gillespie. And this is A Word of Grace. You probably knew that, unless you mistakenly downloaded this podcast, but appreciate you listening again. We're in the home stretch on our lessons here on reading the Bible. Um, we have today and then Friday, and then we'll conclude and move on to a new subject beginning next week. Thanks for uh, listening. If the podcast is a blessing to you in any way, you know, just uh, you might share it with uh, your friends. Uh, tell them you're listening to it, or even review it wherever you can review podcasts. I think if you, I'm not real sure about this. I know Derek is real big into the podcast world, <laughs> but if yeah, you like, right. if you review a podcast, I think it, I think it like elevates you in the list, and maybe more people would find it. So, if you have any nice things to say, I know you probably have a lot of nice things to say about Derek, but if you could say some things uh, that this is encouraging, maybe it would, uh, it would spread a little bit. Do you listen to any other podcasts besides ours, Derek? Uh, I'd have to say no <laughs> at this time. Okay, all right, that's okay. I, yeah, I, it's there's so much, there's so much. That's why I try to keep these short, and maybe even fifteen or twenty minutes is better than what we've been doing because mm -hmm. our time is so, our our time is just so. Uh, there's so much pressures upon us yes. for our time, yes. isn't there? Um, we live in we live in a society that craves like immediacy like if i can if i can shorten uh this project then i can move on to something else right, and right. um i know that even have you ever listened to the podcast on like a different speed no you i know, haven't done you, that you should before. do that you should like uh, you can slow it way down uh-huh or you i mean i'm sure people listen to podcasts like in double time so that you know if it's a 10 minute podcast they can listen to it in five minutes because we just got to get on to the next thing it's a different wow, era, I didn't know right? That, yeah, that yeah. Could even do that. Yeah, I'll, you'll have to listen to your voice in the slow mo. Don't you remember? I think Tony oh. showed us that one time. He thought it was so funny. Oh yeah, on his yeah. phone. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Tony thinks everything is funny, but uh, I'm sure he's <laughs> listening to this, so he can enjoy that. Um, what, what were we talking about? But like, you, you've probably read like the Little House on the Prairie books, or you're familiar with I'm that, familiar right? Familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. the um, mm -hmm. the the time back then, you almost. You almost wish, in some ways, sure, sure. Uh, you existed in that time because of the slower pace. Uh, of course, people died a lot earlier, and yeah. you know, you know, you had didn't have the common uh, amenities that we have and, and stuff. Well, but and that's the thing. You know, they, sometimes they sat around the campfire, and that was their entertainment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. To whereas there are so many things that are vying for our attention, and that creates pressure. Right. And sometimes you. Sometimes you feel that pressure so much, it almost like stresses you out. And you know, you think you think about the immediacy of things. Like, um, if if I'm if I'm like looking for help, let's say, uh, what did I recently do at home? Um, I can't remember. Like, let's just use an example. Like, if I'm trying to uh, change my oil filter, or well, here's an example. Um, my chainsaw is cutting sideways, like for some reason. It's not cutting straight. And I talked to my father-in-law about that, and he said his is doing the same thing. So you can go on YouTube and look at some videos. Mm -hmm. But within 
10 seconds, 30 seconds of the video, if I'm not happy with it, I'll click on another one. I'll go to another one. That's the way our brains work now. Right. We're not, you know, I need the microwave popcorn faster than three minutes. I need, I need the information immediately. Mm -hmm. And so I want to, I say all that to say, let's apply that to, um, like the way we are reading our Bibles. Right. Right. Um, because that's what we're talking about. Um, just to review, before we get into that, um, we've talked about the, the aim of reading our Bible is to see and savor and tra be transformed into the glory of God, image of God. Mm -hmm. And then the ordinary aim is just try to discern what the author means by what he says. Okay? Right. So I've done a lot of talking here for the first three minutes, so let me ask you this question, Derek, and see what you, how you go off on this. Like regarding the immediacy of our culture or the 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 rapid pace that we've been talking about, mm -hmm. how can that affect negatively the way we read our Bibles? Well, it can affect uh, us negatively in that we basically rush through a text and and we read it superficially. I, I even wrote this down uh, where um, Piper had uh, suggested that we be aggressive. Uh, have aggressive attentiveness. Yeah. In other words, uh, we're paying attention to detail, and you can't do that if you're in a rush, mm -hmm. if you're in a hurry. And I wrote down one, uh, it wasn't so much a quote, but uh, this was a suggestion that Piper gave. He said, examine it, ask questions, think about it, read it again and again, don't coast, don't drift, don't be passive, don't just wait for an idea to pop in your head, search, explore, and I like this part, pursue, ransack these words, squeeze them until they drip their meaning into your mind. Well, you can't do that if you have uh, the contemporary mindset of I've got to have the meaning fast. Mm -hmm. You've got to actually roll up your sleeves and do some work, mm -hmm. and in doing so, you're gonna you you are going to find the truth, but it's gonna come as a result of your exerting yourself and not uh, just more or less having the truth drop in your lap. Yeah, that all that you just said takes takes a lot of time. Yes, it does. And uh, just to summarize where we're going in these last two lessons, today, a you know, real application, we want to talk about just what should we do when we read the Bible. We want to just talk about how do we, how do we look at the Bible. And then uh, in our last one, we're going to talk about different questions that we ask the Bible and maybe talk about some of the study tools that we use when we, when we read our Bibles. But um, again, another question that kind of, and I know what my answer would be, have you ever, uh, well, we, in, in talking to a lot of people about Bible reading or just thinking about it in my own life, a lot of the excuses that are given for not reading it more is this issue of time. I just don't right. have the time, right. right? Have you ever felt that way? Like, like you just don't have time? Or you, you do try to read the Bible, but you find yourself, you find yourself like, like in the other things we talk about, wanting to move on to the next thing or, or get this done rather than linger and look at what you're reading. Yeah, I think uh, the latter on that. <clears throat> but I think ultimately it's a, a thing of priority. You know, how do you prioritize your life? Because if we actually sat down and, and uh, took inventory on a daily basis of how we spend our time, we would find that we waste a great deal of time. I know I do. Yeah. Uh, I love TV. Mm -hmm. I love it. 
Pam would probably not have a TV in our home, okay. but I love it. And unfortunately, I find myself watching too much of it. So for me to say that I don't have enough time is not really true. Yeah. And probably everyone would find that to be the case in their mm-hmm. lives, you know. Um, yeah, uh, the the different, like for me, just transparently, like reading the Bible is is kind of like a job for me. Like, it, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes I tend to neglect the the personal reading of God's right, word right. for the sake of wanting to study it, or or, or saying, well, I, I don't need to read the Bible personally because I study it all day type of thing. And I know most people don't have that issue, but I'm just trying to share some other, um, not excuses, but but reasons we give for not lingering over the Scripture more. Yeah, you make me think, uh, you know, how both of us, and of course you uh, can magnify your situation ten times over mine, but uh, first of all, we want to give a good product, and I, and I, I don't want to sound commercial about this, but we don't want to just give God anything because, first of all, he, we are serving or we are functioning for an audience of one, even though that spills over into teaching people and preaching to them, and preparation, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought here, uh, was I Regarding say? preparation and yeah. like... Sometimes I find myself preparing so much, you know, not as far as the amount of material, but I spend so much time preparing and reading and looking up different resources that when I've stopped and actually thought about it, I didn't read the Bible. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that bothers me. Mm. And I think we both talked about the fact that uh, as it relates to preparing for sermons or preparing Sunday school or preparing for the podcast, mm. we are diligent in that. But sometimes we are very remiss mm-hmm. in our personal devotions yeah. in terms of just reading the scriptures. Right. Yeah, Not th- reading anyone else, but just reading the that's, scriptures. That's right. This is, this, this podcast has challenged, this study that we've done on this particular part of the podcast has challenged me to do better in that way Um, because I fail at this so much. I mean, you'd think think for a pastor it would be easy, but for some of these reasons that we're talking about, it it is difficult. Um, But again, let's let's start talking now about how should we look at the Bible when we read it. Mm -hmm. Um, Give me something that you read in this particular portion about looking at the Bible. What what can we give people who are listening um, something kind of to really apply as they look in their Bibles to okay, read? Well, Obviously, we're talking about time, and that's necessary, yeah. but what else? But we have to look at the Bible, first of all, I think, is both a natural and a supernatural uh, product, something that comes from God, and God has used men to write it down, and in doing so, as we look, and, and we're talking about a deeper look now, we're not just talking about perusing or just uh, having a cursory look, but we're actually digging into Scripture. We're looking for Christ. Mm-hmm. We talked about it, I think, a couple episodes ago about how we sing the song, Show Us Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, when we're looking, we're supposed to be uh, dissecting words, and phrases, and clauses, and sentences 
paragraphs, uh, not just for the sake of it being a, a, an exercise, but to actually find out what the author is saying, yeah. what the author intended to say. That should be our primary goal, the authorial intent. What did the author say and what did he mean when he said it? Right. We Today, today it's been snowing pretty good, and so I was up real early this morning at home, getting getting dug out, and you know I looked outside, and I I was actually I had finished shoveling and was sitting at the table about seven thirty reading, in preparation and reading this about looking and and like it it gave a long illustration in the book about a guy who looked at a fish. Yeah, and he kept looking at it, and he'd, then he'd see things he hadn't seen before, and he'd come back and look again. He'd see more things, and I had been looking out the window at the snow coming down, and you know, I even went up to Judah to tell him that school had been closed, and and we were looking out the window together. And then I got a drink of water, and I looked out again, and this was much later, and I noticed that this is this is this is not meant to be stupid, but I noticed that the snow was all on one side of the trees. It, 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 so I, it made me understand that the mm-hmm. snow was coming from... It's not something I saw, even though I right. had looked out the window mm-hmm. for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I looked again and saw something else. That That's just a, a very trite illustration to say that we can, we can be looking at a passage and maybe looking at a passage mm-hmm. for 30, 40 minutes... Or even a passage over the course of our lives, right? And come back and look at it again and find mm-hmm. something else there that we didn't notice. And we're going to talk about that more in the next podcast about what specific things to look for. But I thought that was really good, like just looking to, tr- you know. I think what Piper said, and and we probably used this phrase before, like you can you can look, but you haven't seen. Seen exactly. Yeah. You make me think of uh, something that I uh, had read. It, it's been years ago, so I may not have it exactly right. But just uh, for an illustration, Sherlock Holmes uh, is uh, investigating a murder. And so he and Watson are uh, in this apartment. And he's telling Watson to take a look around the room and, and, sees, and, and see what he sees and tell him what he sees. And he said... Well, I see a case of stairs. Sherlock Holmes came back and said, yeah, but there are like 14 stairs. So I think it's uh, 14 steps. So it's kind of like what you just said. The first time you looked, but you looked, but you didn't see. Mm-hmm. The second time around, you began to see the various nuances of what you were looking at. And I think that that's what we're supposed to be doing with Scripture. Yeah. Yes, the, we may see some words there. But look a little bit deeper, right? Right. And ultimately, you're going to see the glory of God there. Yeah, and and he was, you know, and we'll probably talk about this on Friday. But he was pointing out, like, looking at the word of, or looking yes. at the word, like, there, every word is chosen. We believe mm-hmm. in something called the verbal plenary inspiration of the Bible, which means right. we believe every single word, not the English word, of course, but right. every single word was inspired. Now, this takes time. We've talked about that, and we'll talk about a second aspect in just a second. But one thing that I think is a challenge to me and to other people, especially in this day and age where sermons by our most favorite pastors are so readily available. Right. Um, we may have a crummy pastor, let's say, but we can listen to Sproul, 
or MacArthur or Stephen Lawson, or we can listen to, uh, you know, whoever it might be, fill in the blank of your favorite preacher. Listening to another preacher preach the Bible is not the same as reading your Bible. You're right. Why are you chuckling at that? I'm chuckling because of uh, something that John MacArthur once said. <clears throat> he said that uh, a lady wrote him and said, no, or either called him, I, I don't remember exactly, but she said, you know, uh, Pastor uh, MacArthur, I've listened to you for the last 20 years, but I will never listen to you again. And he said, well, why not? And she says, because I find, found out that you've been stealing my pastor's sermons every <laughs> week. <laughs> wow. So what does that tell yeah. you? Yeah. Has that pastor studied? Yeah. Has that pastor actually dug into the Word of God for himself? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's wonderful to listen to sermons or to listen to the Bible or to read books about the Bible. Mm-hmm. We got to look at the Bible. Got to look at the Bible. So time. Now we only have about three or four minutes. One one statement that he made um, stuck out to me, and we'll close with this. There's verses in the Scripture that talk about seeking wisdom or calling out for wisdom as if it was treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he says, let's imagine that someone tells you that there is $10 million hidden mm-hmm. somewhere in your house. How hard would you look for that, right? Yes, How absolutely. much time would you spend looking for that, mm-hmm. right? Would you give up after a day? You know, the person no. says, hey, it's, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Would you give up after a week? Would you continue? When would you give up? When you found yeah, it. Yeah, you wouldn't give up until you found it. You read my mind. So let me let me see if you can read my mind on this. I, we didn't talk about this beforehand. We never do. Um, I'm saying that one of the important aspects of looking at the Bible is time. What aspect does that demonstrate, That like looking for it as treasure? And, and you don't have to say the word I'm thinking of, but... There's an, I think there's an aspect within the heart of the person looking for the treasure that illustrates the way we should be looking at our Bible. And maybe I'm probably not answer, asking the question right, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to you know, uh, throw you or anything, but do you, do you understand what I'm getting at? Like, how is the person looking for the treasure in his home? What, what does he have within him that the person coming to the Bible should have? He has a desire, first yeah, that, of all. Derek, that's the exact word okay, I wanted. Yeah, he has a How desire. does the desire for God's word lead to looking at it? Okay, a, the desire is going to automatically, it's almost like it's pulling you to seek the treasure. You know, there's something deep, and I, I'm going to become a 49er. I'm not going to just uh, dig on the surface, but I'm going to dig as deep as I have to go to find that treasure. And the, the thing that we can say is that's a supernatural process because the Holy Spirit has to put that desire in you because you would not do that on your own. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, we're supposed to apply our own. Right. We have to pray. And we talked about that, I think, a couple of times ago about God, give me the desire for your word. Right. I think we might have even said those very things. Mm-hmm. But doesn't it reveal a lot about us that probably anybody listening would say would agree, yeah, if there were $10 million, I'd, I'd never stop mm, looking till mm. I found it. Yet we have this book on our mm-hmm. shelves, and most of us have 
That's right. Numerous copies of it, and it's of infinite value, infinite worth. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's not t- a temporal thing to where gold is going to pass away, silver is going to pass away, but the word of God is not going to pass away. That's right. We must look, and 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 that desire for looking, it it knows no time, right? right. It's like I'm going to keep looking, I like mm-hmm. the way you just said it, until I, until I discover mm-hmm. the the. The truth and and the the great part about it is is that when you discover that truth yourself, mm-hmm. it's better than MacArthur telling right. you what it was. Right. There's rejoicing in the finding. That's how I would put that. Good. It, it, it excites my heart when I read something and and I even you know think ahead of time and say, well, I think it's this. And when it turns out to be true, not just for the sake of me being right. But when it turns out to be true, it just shows me that the Holy Spirit is leading me into that truth. And to finally arrive at that truth, it causes my heart to rejoice. And and the Spirit showed you that. Yes. He didn't show someone else yes. that who told you that. And it far outweighs anything that anybody Absolutely. could tell you. Absolutely, yes. Well, the treasure is there, and uh, we need to look for it. That's a very, very... Uh, I think a narrow application. Take the time, have the desire. If you don't have the desire, ask God for the desire, right? Amen. Good enough for today. We'll conclude this series on Friday. I hope you join us. Lord willing, we'll talk to you then.